0: Jazz in New York City in the 60s. One thing that was very much a part of my life in New York City was jazz. It was all around me. The church where I went during my religious phase, St. Mark's in the Bowery, used to have jazz concerts in the old graveyard beside the church and by old I mean really old was an ancient church by New World standards Peter Stuyvesant was buried beneath it in the churchyard where the tombstones were all laid flat because well they just were We would sit on the grass or just perch in this iron-fenced-in little area and there was a tiny stage and local jazz musicians, very avant-garde, would get up and play and we would listen. We didn't always get it. Like I say, it was very avant-garde jazz, but it was free, it was lively, and we enjoyed it. Another group that featured jazz musicians was the Communist Party. Well, I am not now and never was a member of the Communist Party. But speaking of parties, they threw the best parties, fundraisers. They had everything organized and talent lined up, and you could go there and have a good time. We would go to their parties, which were generally held in a loft or some such. And I remember one occasion when there was an avant-garde trumpet player. Now, I remember his name is Freddie Red. But there's an older musician of that same name, so I may have that wrong. Whatever his name was. He was an avant-garde player who couldn't help it. He played hot trumpet. He was not cool. He played hot avant-garde, which is interesting. Now, I don't have a lot of self-consciousness, so I would get up with a willing or unwilling partner and try to dance to this stuff. While the beat was all over the place, it was like a free-form Impressionist painting in sound, but if you knew a bit about ballet and modern dance, you could fake it, which I did, probably to the amusement of the band who were laying down their souls in abstract notes. Now this same fella, Freddy, whether I got that right or wrong, was involved in a plot, along with a lady from Montreal and some other people, to... <laughs> blow up the Statue of Liberty. Now this was before there were a lot of blow-ups. It was even before the race riots. Freddie was really radical and they were going to do that and there was dynamite and I don't know the details. It was in the newspapers. I think it was the FBI that got wind of this and they all ended up in the slammer in jail, including Freddie. And I just wonder about that sometimes because he was a delicate little fella And he must have gone through hell in prison. Maybe he's out by now. I don't know. I've lost track of all those people in the sixties. Alvin Jones stayed next door to us on East 2nd Street for a while. And you'd see him. And you could walk downtown and you could see people. You'd see Clark Terry or Lena Horne. Matter of fact, my young daughter was introduced to Lena when my old man spotted her on the street said to Lena, ''She's going to grow up pretty just like you, Lena.'' And Lena said, ''Just be yourself, honey. Just be yourself.'' Didn't hear much blues back then, except in the folk clubs or on the radio from the White Roots bands. I caught Miles Davis at the Village Vanguard and was mightily confused when he played with his back to the audience. But it was beautiful sound. Beautiful sound. That was the best of the cool. That was it. And there was a place called the Blue Note, and we went there sometimes. This is not jazz, but there was a juke joint on the street between Avenue A and B, 2nd. I wanted to go so bad because I'd heard about the roots music coming from juke joints and places like that. They wanted us to come because they thought we would add tone to the place. Always beware of places where you add tone. My old man wouldn't go. He was a jazz guy, and he said they were low-class, no-account people. Well, that was the whole point. That's what the music started. However, my old man played a bit of trumpet, but he wasn't very good at it. He just faked it. Mainly, he was a singer. There were other musicians around. There was one who was attached to my radical group. He was a bass player, and he wanted so badly to play, but he didn't have a blue suit which you had to have to be on the bandstand. A stroke of good fortune came his way when Jerry the Marshal kited a check and started giving away money. I was out of town when this happened, heard about it later. So he got himself a blue suit, and now he could play because he had the uniform, as it were, and god darn it. Couldn't have been more than a week or ten days, and somebody stole his blue suit. Life is not fair. I already talked about Vinny, who played drums, and taught me a lot about early jazz. He got me started and taught me how to play one hand with one time, and the other hand another time, and backbeat and stuff like that. There was Latin music all around us in New York, but for me, the true sound of New York City in those days was then, and always will be, jazz. This is Sonia Brock, podcasting from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I can be reached on the web at soniabrock.com. S-O-N-I-A-B-R-O-C-K dot com.